Welcome to iThrive, the podcast with inspiring stories and practical advice to help you lead a fulfilling and abundant life. A better you starts right now. Welcome to another episode of the iThrive podcast, the place to go for motivation and inspiration to live your best life. My name again is RJ Wright and joining me are Stanford and Tyson Webster. How are you doing, guys? I'm doing great. Thanks, RJ. I'm good. Do you think the audience knows that we're brothers or we just like uh, just randomly have the last same last name or what do you think? <laughs> well, they know now. Stanford and Tyson, okay. the brothers, <laughs> both Webster. There you go. <laughs> Today, we're also privileged to have another special guest with us who is Holly Power. Holly is a fashion and lifestyle content creator. She's a big believer of internal beauty and loves sharing her experiences on her blog and other social media platforms. Her main ambition is to share wholesome, genuine content that empowers others to create a life they are proud of. Welcome to the show, Holly. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I would love, actually, and something I didn't mention is that you were one of the Miss Universe Australia contestants this year. Yeah. I'd love to ask, what was it that inspired you to join and, and, and what was your experience like with Miss Universe Australia? Um, it was an incredible experience. Um, I had just come out of lockdown. So I wasn't really sure if it was something that I wanted to do. I wasn't sure if I was ready and you know how you get all of the um, the negative kind of self-talk, I guess, of I'm not ready for it or uh, maybe it's not the right time and all of that. Um, and I just kept getting signs popping up, whether it be conversations with people or social media or anything like that. It just kept coming up to kind of encourage me to do it. Um, so I followed my instincts and I just thought, well, what's the worst that could kind of happen? Um, so, yeah, I dived into it and it was just very different than what I've ever done before. Um, it was a lot of meeting new people and doing a lot of content creation, which I've had experience in doing. Um, but I was also studying um, fashion styling. So it was full on. <laughs> I didn't expect it to quite have as much um, like depth to the whole experience. Um, we were getting sent products every week, every day. There was some days that I was getting like four products a day. Um, so I needed to get all that shot as well as doing assignments. It was just full on. Um, but it was just pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just really yeah just giving it my all so it was an experience that i will never forget and i think i might do it again in the future very cool and did, did you make some good friends with the other contestants ollie yeah i did they were all really genuine just lovely people so it was so much more than beauty and looks which is what i love mm -hmm. so now the decision to do it was that something of just more of an internal wrestle hey should i do it should i shouldn't i do it yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. Or did you have like a champion and cheerleader, best friend or family member that was that was cheering you on, encouraging you? Yeah, I had family and friends as well that yeah. were just just said just do it. Like it was a mix. It was internally for sure, but I did have the support there as well, which made it a lot easier. Being completely oblivious to, to most things, fashion and design <laughs> and and beauty pageants. Yeah. Um, it's always struck me as an outsider that it would take 
a lot of courage and a lot of resilience to be able to put yourself out there like that. I mean, it's easy to sit back and point and criticize people who do those things. Mm. Um, you know, it's the same for, for anyone in the limelight for any reason, but to be able to, you know, stand up to that and to be able to have the confidence to push through that and, and disregard the criticism and move forward looks like something that would take a lot of courage. How, how did you find that experience and how have you been able to, you know, move forward past criticism? I think it's just listening to your own voice and being able to recognize your own voice. Um, I think that anything that we do in life, we're going to be criticized for it, whether it's good or bad. Um, so being able to look past that noise and focus on the real reasons and your core belief of why you want to do something, I think that can get you anywhere if you just listen to that. That's great. Thank you. For those thinking about maybe entering it next year or when they it's their feed and they, they get that idea, would you recommend it to uh, anyone to give it a go? Yeah, absolutely. I think you learn so much about yourself when you do stuff like that as well. Um, and, yeah, it's just when you're uncomfortable, you're in your growth zone, so you just got to push through it and just not care about anyone else or any of the noise and just, yeah, just do it. You mentioned that you're studying fashion and design, Holly. You know, how far are you into it? You know, have is that always been your passion when you, I guess, reflect on your younger years, you know, in high school and whatnot? Um, or is that something that you've more recently yeah. grown to love and, and, and chosen to pursue? Um, I think when I was younger, I always loved makeup and beauty mm -hmm. and fashion. Um so I've always, I used to steal the clothes out of my mum's cupboard and dress up when I was little <laughs> around the house and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really know where I wanted to take it at mm -hmm. that point because I guess social media didn't exist then and like it was just a totally different world then. Um, and especially going through school when they used to say, you know, there's jobs that are going to be there that don't exist now. I think that especially in this industry is so mm -hmm. true. <laughs> so um i about a couple of years ago is when i found the course and when i really wanted to do the course um at the time i lived in the gold coast though so there wasn't any opportunities for studying that i would have had to move to sydney and melbourne um so when i decided to move down here i just i just knew that that's what i needed to do just to follow up to that, where where would you like it to go if you know that far? Is there kind of a dream job that you've envisioned for yourself at this point? Um, I really like the personal styling aspect of it. Um, there is like editorial styling, so like for TV host styling or magazines and that kind of thing. But I want to be able to educate people on how to dress themselves. So probably through social media and YouTube. Um, how to recognize what body shape you are and what there's kind of no rules anymore when it comes to fashion but when you there are kind of guidelines that you can follow um, on what will work for your body shape and that kind of thing so and when I was trying to before the course I was trying to do a lot of education myself and I just couldn't find it and I didn't really know what I was looking for um, so now that I've gone and done the course I know what to look for now and what kind of content I'll be able to produce 
for people that were like me <laughs> that didn't know where to find it. I think you should do a vlog on dad style, you know, style for dads. <laughs> I think Tyson, RJ, and yeah. myself could, uh, <laughs> could do with some help in that department. Yeah. You yep. know? <laughs> I'll have to think about it. I'll put it in the bank. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go, yeah. I'm not sure if that's gonna uh, if that's gonna rate well or get many views, but you might. Uh, you never know. Who knows? <laughs> is uh, is styling for men or for women uh, more complicated? Um, probably. Oh, actually, I don't really know because it's. I mean, more. I'm more focusing on women um, at the moment. I guess there's. A lot of people are scared of colour and that kind of thing too, pushing, like, again, pushing their boundaries. Um, so the rules kind of – the rules, I guess you could say, kind of apply across the board. So – and obviously there's different body shapes for men and women, so that kind of thing is, of course, different. But in terms of, like, texture and colour and pattern and what works together, it's all the same. And what do you think is the, the relationship between fashion and confidence or self-belief? Um, well, for me personally, when I'm, I've put an outfit together, I feel really, really good. Um, and that even though it's clothing, it makes me feel confident. So I think it's being able to go beyond that as well. Um, and being able to be confident in yourself, no matter how you feel that day or what you decide to put on for that day. We've been speaking about dressing for confidence and portraying your best self. Uh, what has your journey been like learning to believe in yourself, Holly? Um, it's been a journey for sure. Um, when I probably going off that like a challenge that I had to overcome to get that self-belief and to get that confidence, um, I was diagnosed with a learning impairment when I was uh, in year two. So I would have been seven. Um, it was called auditory processing. So it's kind of like dyslexia, but it's different. Um, my mum flashcards was my best friend, <laughs> I guess. So uh, what she would do is she would hold up a card and I'd have to try and remember like maths and spelling and putting sentences together and that kind of thing mainly. Um, and I just couldn't absorb any of it. So we would do like a round of flashcards every day and the next day she'd hold up the same cards and I had never seen them before, <laughs> just about. So um, I had to do tutoring. I did tutoring three mornings uh, before school every week up until I was 13, so year seven. Yeah, so it was about six years and I was able to work my way out of it. Um, in year one and stuff, I couldn't even write my name. It, I just, I wouldn't have been able to finish school if I didn't have that support. So I had uh, like teacher's aides that would come and sit with me in every single class. And that made me, I guess, very different from all the other kids in the school. There was only a couple people in my like whole school that had learning difficulties. Um, so I think that made me a little bit of an easy target for a while with bullies um, and that kind of thing too. So I didn't have any self-belief at all. Um, I felt very small and people didn't want to hear my voice because of that. And, yeah, it's made me work really, really hard from a young age 
and has reminded me to be patient with myself and yeah just really work hard to get through it thank you for sharing that with us holly oh it's brilliant my sister-in-law is dyslexic and she's struggled with learning her whole life but something i really admire about her is that she has a work ethic that i don't have um uh, she she's far more you know disciplined and determined and i think sometimes you know our weaknesses if we'll allow them to that there's you know there's always an opportunity that that comes with with being disadvantaged in some way if we'll look for it and if we'll work through it we can you know we can overcome things and and be even better than than those that haven't had that challenge mm, yeah exactly and i think a lot of people aren't diagnosed with it as well um they really they know that they struggle but sometimes they don't know why that is um so if and that's why it just goes back to if you work hard at anything you can get through anything and what a blessing it was holly i guess to, to be diagnosed to, to have mm. a mum you know that that was willing to put in that time and effort with those with, with the with uh, you know prompt cards yeah. index cards and and then you know what a blessing and how fortunate we are to to live in australia you know in a in a country that of of wealth and 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 a lot of prosperity and 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 allows us to have things like teaching teachers aids and things like that to, yeah. to help those that that need it what a blessing that is mm, absolutely um, my, I've got two, my two youngest boys are, are hearing impaired mm -hmm. and, you know, that, that experience, <clears throat> you know, when you were relating that experience to me, I couldn't help but think of, of a similar experience that we've had with our boys, yeah. you know, and, and the, you know, the, the resources, you know, the time, you know, and the equipment that they receive to help them. It's, it's inspiring and it, and it really makes you appreciate and feel very blessed to live in such a uh, such a well-off country as as Australia. Yeah, absolutely. We're very very lucky. Holly, with so many people struggling with self-belief, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, for me personally, um, I dove into a lot of like self-help, personal development podcasts and reading books um, and just having people around you that love and support you is really important. Um, it, it's definitely a muscle that needs to be grown, self-belief. Self, um, it's not something that just kind of happens when you read a few books or listen, listen to a few podcasts. You have to really put into practice the things that, that, that's trying to be taught to you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a process for sure. If you just start somewhere and you eliminate people in your life that don't actually add any value to you as well, um, that really, really helped me a lot. I have my, uh, Tyson and I's grandmother, you know, she would always say to me, you know, practice makes perfect Stanford practice makes perfect. And, and that really resonates when I hear what you hear your comments that you've just shared. Um, a question I'd like to ask Holly is what are one or two experiences that have helped kind of shaped and, and forged your character and helped you become the person that you are today? It sounds like you've perhaps already shared one with, with that early, that learning disability that you experienced whilst you were younger, but have there been any other experiences that have helped shape you? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
The one that really comes to my mind at the moment is I went into a sales role. Um, it was a door to door for fundraising charities and mm -hmm. it, it was really difficult for me. Um, like not at the time I didn't have a lot of confidence and that kind of thing. And I was able to watch, like I had a mentor and we went out door to door talking to people and it just terrified me. <laughs> um, I was with my mentor for about a week, which is, it doesn't happen. You, you're with your mentor for maybe a day or two and then you kind of go off and you start talking to people on your own. Um, and I just didn't want to give up. I just didn't want to kind of throw the towel in um, because I started to get really frustrated when I was watching all these new people come through the door and they were just able to make it work and just just do really well kind of straight away um, or within a couple of weeks. So I, I gave myself a bit of a timeline, uh, which was six months, and I was the first person in the office every morning. Um, I was I used to get home at 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, it was really, really long days, but I just – I just refused to give up because I knew that even though it was hard at the time, I'd be able to, it would just, um, well, it was one of those things that you can take in any aspect of your life. Um, so I think that that is, was probably a really, really big one for me. Um, when I eventually got it, I started doing really well and I had a team for myself and I was educating and teaching my team of how to grasp the skills that I had learnt. That was probably another really big challenge that I was able to overcome that's helped me build my character for sure. It kind of reminds me of, I'm not sure if you've seen on Netflix, but there's a great series called Untold and it's kind of, uh, it's in the same style as 30 for 30. Um, I'm not sure if you've, you've, you've seen any of those stories, but it's about sports. And there's a great story about, uh, about Marty Fish, who was an American tennis player. And he kind of grew up in this, uh, going to this tennis academy, was best friends and I guess rivals with Andy Roddick, a previous number one. But Marty Fish was just kind of one of these tennis players that kind of ranked in the, around the 50s was a great tennis player but never kind of got to the peak of tennis uh, like your Federer's and, and, and Andy Roddick's and you know Rafael Nadal's and the like but there, it's interesting in that story there's a there there's a period in his career uh, that he just decides when he's kind of trying to decide whether he should kind of continue to pursue this career or or maybe let it go and then he says look I'm just going to dedicate I'm going to go all in you know, I'm going to hire a trainer. I'm just going to dedicate every last minute. I'm going to train every day, you know, two or three times a day. And so for this, for the off season, he just dedicated everything that he had. And, and he just goes on this one, he just goes, has this phenomenal year of performance and makes the, um, I guess the international finals at the very end where it's just the top eight tennis players in the world. Um, but, you know, it kind of reminded me of what you were saying when you kind of just had to dedicate yourself and commit and, and sometimes to get those real results, we, we kind of have to just go all in and really dedicate, our, dedicate ourselves to the cause. And it sounds like that was a great experience for you. And then you eventually obviously had your own team and you're teaching others those skills and attributes and how to be successful. 
Um, so that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think it's a, having a why too is really important, mm. and focusing on why it is you want to achieve that. I love stories like that. Yeah. I think one of the things that I find most inspiring about human beings is that we do have that capacity. You know, we all have situations that we get put in, whether because of other people or just, you know, life happens, but we get in these situations where we can either choose to be a victim or we can choose to grow from it. There's a a quote that I like from an American motivational coach named Wayne Dyer. And he says, with everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose. And that's the part that I think is so cool is that we can take bad things in our lives and we can decide that this, because this happened, this doesn't have to define me or this doesn't have to condemn my future to be forever miserable. I can, you know, I can work hard. I can make a change. I can become something different. You know, even if I've dealt with weaknesses or there are things I'm ashamed about myself in the past that... I can change and I can become something different. Um, and everybody has the capacity to do that. Change is hard and, and, and making the change requires a lot of work, but, but it's not beyond anybody's capacity to become better tomorrow than they were yesterday. And it just, it all depends on what we do today to make that happen. I'm hearing a lot of uh, dedication and hard work and all that kind of, these kind of great self-belief skills from you holly i'm really excited about where you're going to go in the future oh thank you <laughs> you know holly for you you're someone who who is definitely focused on growing and bettering yourself and you know, reaching out of your comfort zone how do you get comfortable with being uncomfortable how do you regularly push yourself out of your comfort zone to be better it's a really good question um it's really scary and i think it's just the more you do it, like practice. Um, like Sanford said earlier, it's just practice. You get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And even though it's painful and it's scary, you just know that it's going to be worth it and you're going to become a better person out of it. So, yeah, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, <laughs> I think. I think maybe it's yeah being able to see beyond the, the immediate discomfort too and, and having that clear vision of the reward i um listened to a, a thing about arnold schwarzenegger you know talking about his experiences many years ago on bodybuilding days he would spend you know five six hours a day lifting weights and and all the other guys that he'd be competing with would be just miserable <laughs> hating life because it was so much discomfort but He'd have a smile on his face as he's doing this because he had that clear vision of every rep, every set was getting him closer to his goal of being Mr. Olympia, standing on the stage as the greatest bodybuilder in the world. And because he had that clear vision, he did it at 23. He still holds the world record till this day as the youngest ever Mr. Olympian champion. But he had that clear vision in his head of who he was and where he was going. And so I think like, like you mentioned before, it's, you've got to have that why, but if you've got the why, then you can, you can push past the discomfort knowing that there's, there's a better future ahead. Exactly. I think too, it can come back to your real habits and your rituals um, and having a healthy habit and guidelines of your life um, that 
help you when you get on that stage or when you get to that point of being uncomfortable is you have done everything that you possibly can to get yourself ready for that moment. And then when you're in it, you just show up and just do the best that you can do. I've got a quote actually that I wrote down. Uh, It's a quote by James Clear. So open quote, strangely, life gets harder when you try to make it easy. Um, Exercising might be hard, but never moving makes life harder. Uncomfortable conversations are hard, but avoiding every conflict is harder. And mastering your craft is hard, but having no skills is harder. Easy has a cost, close quote. I just love that. I saw that and I was like, that is so, so true. That is a great quote, Holly. Yeah, I love that. So Holly, for our listeners who are interested, how how can they find you? Where are you online? Um, Pretty much most platforms. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, And it's just Holly with two Y's, power. So H-O-L-L-Y and then power for Instagram, for TikTok. And then it's just Holly power for YouTube. I had a quick look at your vlog on on YouTube. You got lot you got lots of videos. There's heaps of content there. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much for being willing to join us today. I've loved learning a little bit more about about your life and your experiences and yeah, it it's truly an inspiring story to me that hard work can conquer a great many things. And um I hope our listeners can go away with that message of yeah, whatever position you're currently in, if you put in the effort that's required, that you know there are brighter days ahead for each of us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been real. I've really enjoyed myself. It's been great. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Our mission is to motivate and to inspire you to be your best self. Have you overcome adversity in your life? Well, we'd like to hear from you. You can contact us at podcast at ithrivenutrition.com.au and we'll get back to you. This podcast has been brought to you by iThrive Nutrition. To learn more about the range of iThrive Nutrition, you can visit online at ithrivenutrition.com.au. Again, that's ithrivenutrition.com.au. Be sure to follow us on all the socials and have a great day.